uh, good to see everybody. Well, we've we've rolled in on Ben and Janessa here with a few from our crew. We got a few people sick this week, but man, we got a room full of bright faces here this morning. This is we're off to a good start. Ben's led us into some thoughts that have got us thinking about this idea of inner strength already. And yeah, had a really great morning yesterday together with the crew that gathered here for uh for this session with Chris Corsi. Hannah said to me in the car on the way there, she said, I feel like we're going to like the soul spa this morning. I was like, oh, I feel like I could actually handle like the spa spa. Like <laughs> I could go a massage today, but honestly driving home, it was like, wow, that's, that was really a life-giving, energizing morning where we really, uh, you know, found something in Jesus together. And, you know, I think in, in a lot of ways, it flows right onto the topic of, of this morning, which is inner strength. But, you know, we're jumping into Ephesians chapter three. And uh, if you read it, you know, you recognize that we're probably focusing more on the second half of the chapter this week. But I wanted to, I wanted to sort of talk about this first half before we, we sort of got rolling, because there's some powerful pieces in the first half of Ephesians chapter three. In some senses, I think the numbers got put in the wrong spot. And the second half of Ephesians chapter two and the first half of Ephesians chapter three really flow into each other, which is this idea of um, the Jews and the Gentiles now being one and included in the same body and being unified and the wall between these two groups being torn down. And as I read Ephesians three this week, I was thinking about this because Paul's saying, this is why I'm imprisoned. He said, I'm imprisoned because I'm carrying a message that says the Gentiles are now equal heirs with the Jews. And I was thinking about it for a second as I was reading through it, thinking, you know, this people group had found their sense of belonging in other people being excluded from the story that they were a part of. And it must have felt really scary to go, you know, this isn't just special for you anymore. Now this is available to everyone. And, and so I guess I could understand why Paul was in prison for that. But then it got me thinking about God. And it, it got me thinking because Paul starts talking about the power of God to accomplish this and the incredible feat that this was and is. I was thinking about it and it's like the people who are like God's people really struggled to, to be particularly faithful to him, right? But then there was a whole host of other people on the face of the earth that wanted nothing to do with God and knew nothing of him and didn't care about his plan or didn't care about the things he was saying or whatever the case might be. And it was like, not only did God have grace for the people who knew of him, but who weren't able to be faithful to him, and he extended something toward them. He said, you know what? Even people who have rallied against me and against my people for all of time, I'm going to extend this inheritance to you and include you. And I think, man, that is... Uh, and, and it got me thinking, what is our version of that today? You know, I, it got me thinking, like, is God's love only powerful for me if it excludes someone else? You know, is, is because that's actually fear drawing us together. Because it's, 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 it's saying, I don't want to be excluded, and so I'll, I'll belong. But the truth of the matter is what Paul's presenting is this huge change that says no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, you have no credit to take for what's being accomplished. That was the beginning of Ephesians chapter two, right? It's by the grace of God that we've been saved so that no man can take credit. 
And it's to God's glory that he would do this. And now it's like all people are extended this. And it's like, now it's not my adherence to the law. It's not my good behavior. That was the Jews. We'll get it right. We'll do it right. We'll live it right. You know, those people no longer held this special grace. In Jesus' death and resurrection, Paul's saying, this is for all people. No matter what you've done, no matter where you find yourself, you know, it's not that those who do and those who don't are included or excluded in this picture. It's like, this is for all. And, and all are to be gathered together into one body, no divisions, no lines. And I was like, I think I still take comfort in drawing lines. And the first chapter of the first part of Ephesians chapter three is really just reannouncing this purpose of Paul to announce that the inheritance of God is available to all people. And we're so used to that because we're not those who have been excluded. But it's like, as those who now count ourselves as included, are we excluding? Because Paul's saying this love is for all people. And, and when you think about the, you know, Paul's in prison because it was so uh, inappropriate to suggest that the Gentile population could be included in this story because they were so heathen, because they were so against God, because they were so so wrong in all of the ways that they lived and all of the things that they did. I mean, this morning, I just want to start by saying, like, I am so grateful for a God who does not include me in his love story for people because of my getting it right. And, and I, think, I think we need to start with a reminder of that because of this first half of Ephesians that go, the love of God is not reserved for those who get it right. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, because we are those who are receiving a love because of the grace of God, not because of our getting it rightness. And I think we seem to be reminded of that because Ephesians chapter three, you know, really sort of sets us in that, that the love of God is set out for all people. You know, but then it really sort of transitions halfway through and he begins a prayer, which is, which is where we'll start a little later this morning. Um, but I think we have to remember that this is an incredibly powerful story where God has taken what was reserved for a group of people who would adhere most stringently to the way. And he said, you know what, no matter what way of life you've adopted, there's room for this love in, in your story. And I think, man, that is, it's, it's as, as I sit and as I reflect on it, that's a mind blowing reality that the two most divided mentalities could be brought together as one. I think the other thing that it gives me hope for is that no matter our differences, no matter our variety of preference or consideration, the love of God has the power to make one that which has been divided. There is no division on earth more powerful than the ability of the spirit of God to unite. And I, I just want to receive that out of this first half of Ephesians this morning. So, yeah, but uh, we got some great things to get into this morning. We're going to take a minute and just worship, just to take a deep breath. We're not here just to talk about God. We're not gathered this morning just to know things about him, you know, and I think let's just pause and take a deep breath and just invite him to come close this morning. The passage we're reflecting on is about a God who has a love that he wants us to experience 
And let's, let's just position ourselves this morning just to take a deep breath, just to find his face, just to let him come close. And uh, after this, we're, uh, after this song, we'll hear from Kai. Here's some of the good things that have been happening and experiencing God this week. Appreciate you, you being, being on this morning for that, Kai. But let's just take a minute, take a deep breath, and just invite Jesus' presence to come close as we worship. Yeah, I, th I, think, that's the, I think that's the point of this passage we're going to jump into today is, you know, let's let the light in, you know. And I think when we talk about this, this passage, it's, it's, it's going to come to this place of going, what is the place in our journey for a spirit light coming and changing what we carry on the inside? And yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But Kai, you, uh, you've been tucking into, well, first of all, this guy's got like five days of school left or something. Is that right? Five, five days, yeah. Five yeah. days. Yeah. Mate, I cannot wait till you start this apprenticeship and you're rolling in the dough and you can take me for lunch. How good's it going to be? You mean it's around the corner from my office? I'm thinking burgers. <laughs> or, you know, the fact that I'm actually, you know, building the, the house that you might move into, you know, that's kind of cool. I don't know if I feel more comfortable with that or more. I'm, I think the, let's stay with the burgers. No, that is, a, that, is a, that is a really cool thing. Man, what an exciting point of point in your journey you find yourself at, like literally on the brink of getting handed the keys of life. You know, it's like I am, yeah, so excited for you and proud of you and the man that you are and the character that is just forming in you. And yeah, we're, we're as a fan, we're just proud of you, Kai. Uh, you know that's that's the truth we love you and just believe in some great things in the steps you're taking and yeah i'm just really proud of the choices you're making and the path of life that you're navigating i think um yeah you're a remarkable young man and yeah we love you but tell us what's been happening and experiencing god for you what's been what's been um, sticking out to you this week yeah it's it's been pretty cool um course i've really enjoyed just the fact that every monday we we get together is you know family and just you know gather I, I love people and i love spending time with my people and it's just been great um to just gather and share our thoughts about the week and last week was the unit on um um experiencing god through obedience so um and it spoke about um well a range of things but basically i'll give you a short um brief overview of like my experiencing god journey so far so basically Every week, you know, everyone, someone joins, you know, someone gets called up to, you know, speak at church about all the things that God's doing and experiencing God. And it's been, and day, week after week, it's just been amazing, right? Like everyone's been sharing some big things and big happenings and the things God's doing in, our, in their life. And I'm just like, I, every week, I just like, why, are, like, why, why am I not, why am I not, why, why isn't this happening to me? Why, why am I not experiencing God? Why isn't God doing big things in in, in my life right now like I'm, I'm doing the course and it's just it's just been from like there's there's seven realities and one of the realities is God pursues a genuine love um, relationship with you that is intimate and personal and um and I've basically just been um just wrestling with that the whole time like it doesn't matter what week we're in if we're in adjustment or um crisis of belief or you know God's working in your life or, you know, obedience. It's just always been about relationship at the end of every, there's a, there's, in day two this week, there was an activity that's said to reflect on um, the summary of each day that you've done so far over the past um, 
nine weeks. And basically I, um, I did that and every single one had something to do with relationship, no matter what week we're in. And I was just like, oh, what? Like he wants, like uh, he, I wrote down here, he just wants me to clearly follow him each day, a relationship with him, then to experience, then to experience, be open about what he has to say to me. And I was like, oh, you know, I've been wrestling with this the whole time. And on day two, I was, um, was going through it and I just, like there's a scale and you rate yourself on complete, dis complete disobedience to complete obedience. And um, I rated myself a three out of 10. I was like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm, like, nah, I'm not experienced good. Like I'm not experiencing big things. So I can't therefore um, say that my relation, like I'm, a, I'm a obeying because there's nothing for me to actually truly obey on. There's nothing big. So that's where I felt I was rating myself low. I was being quite harsh on myself. And what, um, what happened in day two was it then um it's then said um if this activity has not been a positive experience let god use this time of evaluation to draw you back to himself into a relationship of loving obedience god is interested in moving you from where you are to where he wants you to be and then i was like oh, okay maybe i just, maybe i'm just missing this maybe i'll just maybe god's just saying to me over and over again over and over again every week that he wants a relationship and he's not he's not going to do big things that i'm like expecting him to do like come on just give me something big give me something to do give me something like to obey on and set my path straight it's just like every week he's just been saying relationship 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 come back to me draw back to me and i, I was doing some time on it and i got this picture of him um walking with me at portsy and i was just i could see I could see myself running. It was like I was next to God. God was next to me. But I was just like the viewpoint and I was actually way over there running for God, not knowing that he was right there beside me, like beside me walking, just like taking it slow. And I'm like, look, and I'm just like, where the heck is he? Like, you know, trying to find. And, you know, I just got a picture of him just sitting right beside me. And all I need to do is adjust my focus on him. And still walk straight but just i was just trying to i was trying to make the path i was trying to you know fix my path straight and then later in day two it also said some people want god to give them a big assignment to do for him um they vow that they will do whatever he asks but when god observes their lives he says that they have not obeyed and he's he's already told them to to do what the, what to do and i was like oh stabbing a heart moment i was like oh my gosh what have i done wrong like okay so i'm not obeying i'm not doing what i should or i'm not i'm not something's not right something's not adding up anyway and basically yeah throughout the you know the next couple of days i was just wrestling with you know big assignments and what he was you know purposing his followers to do in specific directions and stuff and it was really cool and it spoke a couple of times on relationship and just focusing on him before he can do something further like growing growing a growing a firm foundation a firmer foundation to then build on that and then give big assignments which is which was cool wrestle challenging but it's cool at least i know like now i feel like okay now i feel like i can go into the next couple of weeks and just go into just my day to day and just really enjoy the relationship that he's pursuing and the love he has for me and um just yeah feel like i can 
work on that a bit more, which is going to be, yeah. Yeah, that's what God's doing. And that's, that's, uh, that's a really cool, Kai. Like, I really, I really like what you're talking about around, you know, this idea that it's so easy to look for God to prove his invitation to partner with him with this huge assignment or this big thing that asks for a big outcome. But, but what, you know, I love what you're saying around what God's been inviting me to partner with him in is recognizing right here beside me today, he's with me and he wants to be a part of my journey. And it's like, man, that is a, that is a cool thought. And, uh, and, and I think you're right. I think he's, he's just keeps inviting you to get to know him and get to know his, his character and his ways. And that's going to lead to some big, uh, some big things in, in time and in season, but today is just about knowing him. That's a, that's a really cool thing. Thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, you saying something, Curtis? Hit us, hit us again, Kai. Hit us again. Oh, you're muted. You got to unmute. I was, just saying it's all, I was just saying it was good. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah. Well, we love you, mate. Thank you. Uh, I mean, and in some ways, like what Kai is talking about is exactly what the invitation of this passage is. I think sometimes we want to make this idea of this prayer of Paul something ooky spooky or something that, you know, like this bolt of lightning that comes and all of a sudden, you know, he uses this this language in this passage, and we're going to read it in a second, but may he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self. And it's like, you can get this picture of this lightning bolt coming on and just charging your spirit battery. But it's like, what if it is more like what Kai's talking about, about like just fixing an attention and a focus on a relationship that's present and finding myself with something strong uh, because he's with me and he's in this with me. Yeah. Well, let's read this passage and we're going to kick into rooms for some discussions on it. But this is Ephesians chapter three, verse 14 to 19. I'm going to read it from the Amplified. I mean, if you've got a, a phone, pull it out because we're going to take a minute to, to reflect on this personally after, after we've read it together. Uh, so if you can get it in front of you, that's really going to help you. I'm going to read it in Amplified. You read it in whatever it is that you like to read best in. If you've got a phone, otherwise we'll, we'll, we'll share it around. But it's, uh, yeah, Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 14. and reading through to verse 19. So this, this, is, this is Paul um, entering into a prayer for, for us, really. He says, for this reason, grasping the greatness of this plan by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ. So this is the linking phrase that's linking it to the first half, which is talking all about this idea of Jews and Gentiles now being in one body, joined together. And, he's, and, and so he's sort of saying, as a result of this great thing that God has done, that he's made his love available for all people because of his grace, because of the death of Jesus, it's sort of the culmination. In fact, th this verse is really like the crescendo this, this passage is really like the crescendo of, of Ephesians. Like it's, it's been building and building and building and building to this point. And now, wow, Paul lands this bit on us. And the bit that comes out of this bit in Ephesians 4, chapters 4, 5, and 6, is really the application of this reality. So he's led us to this point to go, this is what God has done. Now, here's my prayer for you. And the whole rest of Ephesians is interpreted through this passage. 
the, the rest of what he calls us to do and to be can only be accomplished if this prayer of Paul becomes our experience and our reality. But let, let's read it, sorry. For this reason, grasping together the greatness of this plan by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ, I bow my knees in reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name, God, the first and ultimate Father. May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self, indwelling your, most in, your innermost being and personality so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width and length and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing, endless love. And that you may come and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. Amen. I mean, if, oh, thank you, Ella. <laughs> if, there, if there was a if there was a drive-through and you could pull up and place an order of just about whatever you wanted every day, I, I, this would be my spot, you, you know? It's like, wow. It's like that, that this is what Paul is saying is available and accessible and purposed for us. I mean, let's, let's with, with, without unpacking it a whole bunch more, why don't, why don't you take two minutes in your room or on zoom or here in this room let's just take two minutes and just read this for ourselves just reflect on it for a moment just just take a minute to think about this maybe someone in the room reads it out loud or maybe read it personally on your phone just which whichever serves you best and then let's just talk about it let's talk about how we access this what what of this have we experienced what does it look like where is it available to us um, yeah, let, let's, let's chew on this passage and the things that stick out to us in it. And we'll be back together in a minute. We'll, uh, we'll interrupt what I hope have been some good convos. I mean, I just, I feel like in some senses, I feel like, you know, we're at the gym with a spiritual trainer going, come on, come on, come on, come on. You can get this. You can, you can take hold of this. You can put your hands on this. You know, I feel like, I feel like that's, the invitation that that Paul's got in this like he's our coach going this is what you're made for that you be filled with a spiritual energy that's not coming like a lightning bolt that's already here that's present that's available that your life would be saturated with this presence and I feel uh feel so deeply the difference between my perspective when I'm flowing in that and when I'm not when I'm closing the door opening the door to this life-giving source that's so with me but let's just let's take a minute we're gonna we're gonna on the back of this it's like well it's all well and good to sit here and talk about it but if this is the truth if this is what god has for us if this is what is available to us if this is what paul's prayed for us let's put our hands on it this morning
So we're going to take a minute. We're going to we're just, we're just going to roll into a worship song. And then I'm just going to walk us through a reflection that just lets us put our hands today on this spiritual source that's with us, this life-giving, life-filling, love-grounding presence of Jesus with us. And so we're, we're just going to pull that right front and center for our, ourselves as individuals this morning. But let's, let's, let's jump into a worship song, then we'll kind of walk through a bit of a personal reflection and then share that together. So uh, let's, let's worship. We're just gonna we're just gonna take a minute and just in our own inner space invite the presence of Jesus to come meet us where we are in this moment in this time in this space and uh, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna pray and I mean if 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 you're a person who having a bit of words and journaling helps feel free to pull your phone out and uh, you know um, we're just we're gonna ask a couple of going to invite Jesus' presence to come and remind us of some things and to meet us in the place that we find ourselves. a bit of a, a manual journaling exercise, I suppose, but also just something you could just experience with him. It's just this, this process of tapping into this place where we're letting our roots go deep into his love and we're letting this spiritual source of strength and energy come and meet us, the spirit of truth, the presence of Jesus. So I want to pray and uh, then we're just we're just going to take a minute and walk through a reflection together. So, yeah, Jesus, we just thank you that you have come so close. You are with us. So you're not a presence that we have to talk about as though you're far off or distant or in the sky. That this is the place you've come right here within my very life. That you have met me, joined me. This is the place in which you find yourself. Invite your spirit to come meet us this morning. We just confess our need for you, our desire for you. We thank you for your love. We ask you to refresh us this morning with your spirit. Just take a minute and start by asking God to, to remind you of a time when you've experienced his love for his peace. Just a moment where you felt really close to him. Just, just take a minute and invite Jesus to remind you of a time when you felt his love, peace, or close to him.
place of connection to Jesus, just take a moment to share your inner reality with him, just right in this moment, not all the things from this week or not all the things that are stacked up and not coming to him to seek an answer or seek wisdom, but just to share this moment with him. I feel tense, I feel excited, I feel loved, I feel unsure, I feel uncertain, I feel confident, I feel inspired, whatever it might be that sort of as you Put your hands on sort of your own, uh, your own inner self. Just, just take a moment. Just share, share yourself, with Jesus. Where do you find yourself in this moment? Just take a moment to tell them about the things you're feeling, the things you're thinking about.
to respond to that, to the perspective that Jesus is offering, to the feelings he has, to the way he sees this. If it wells up a sense of peace, thank you for that, or if it gives you a sense of clarity, offer your gratitude to that. Let's respond to Jesus for the perspective that he's offering. As you receive that, tell him, tell him what that changes for you. love this Sam, I felt like a, a really long time or brothers were sort of going, stop, stop rushing me. I'm just, uh, or there's lots of distractions in rooms like this this morning too. So be at, be at peace if you found it difficult to be connected this morning. But let's, let's take a minute just uh, with somebody beside you, just sort of share something out of the experience that you had this morning. Maybe something, maybe something Jesus showed you or something you saw or something he said or something that occurred for you. Um, yeah, let's just just turn to some side here in a group of three if you've got uneven numbers and, and just take a moment to share what uh, and what that experience was like for us or something that happened in that space for us. We'll just take yeah. Well, I think the I think the powerful thing about this, you know, is 
the availability and accessibility of something that brings uh, strength for whatever I'm facing, for wherever I am, for whatever I'm seeing. And it's like, you know, I think we hear those words and we need that to be something we can put our hands on. You know, we need that to, you know, I was sh sharing with, with this room before, but it's like, you know, Leela and I, our house goes live on realestate.com on Tuesday. And you know, I was journaling the other day, a couple of days ago about feeling excited about what in every sense looks like a downgrade season coming, you know, not as nice a house, not as amazing location, not as sure a future, not as, you know, there's a lot that's uncertain about this. And, you know, I find myself excited about uh, the potential of a move to Rosebud or a season of, you know, not really being sure where we're going to be. And I'm like, God, am I just like, am I just like convincing myself of something because it's just what needs to be? And he said, no, you've, you've partnered with my spirit, my perspective, and there's an excitement for what's coming. And it's like, it doesn't have to make sense. This is what's occurring. And uh, I'm so grateful for a source that brings certainty and peace and strength in moments that, uh, that we need it most. Yeah, isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to look at the last verse in, in Ephesians here. Oh, hello. We're going to look at the last, the last couple of verses here. And not distracting at all because they are kind of this the culmination of this they are kind of the culmination of this it says it's, it's ephesians ephesians 3 20 to 21 it says now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers hopes or dreams according to his power that is at work within us to him be the glory in the church and in christ jesus throughout all generations forever and ever amen now it's like this is the presence that we are connected with this is the story that we're a part of a, a god who has a, a a capacity to carry out his purpose who can do more than what we could even ask or imagine who's catching us up in a perspective that's to draw us into something that we couldn't have even fathomed for ourselves, that we couldn't have even sought or, or conjured up or uh, predicted for ourselves, uh, that his power is at work within us, accomplishing that which he intended to carry out from the beginning. And it's like, as I partner with this perspective, he is doing more than could even be fathomed. I mean, what a powerful verse. What a, what a what what an invitation into a vision that's like you know what this isn't just about your peace for today actually this is about your partnership with a plan that blows out of the water whatever you could have planned for yourself and in fact it's not yours to accomplish his power within us will accomplish that which he set out and determined to be carried out um, and we're, we're, we're going to finish up our morning in that verse, just taking some time together in our room to discuss that, to imagine that. And, uh, and, and, I'm, and, and we're going we're gonna to sort of leave the, the feed here and just, just let room sort of chew on this for the, for the next 15 or 20 minutes. But I just want to invite you to, to close your morning together in your rooms by praying for this. You know, that we would acknowledge and we'd receive and we'd accept this reality that God's accomplishing beyond what we could even imagine. And so, yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've really been encouraged this morning by the, 
the discussions, by the conversations, by the things Jesus met me in today, and, and we pray you have too. But let's let's throw it out to rooms to to take some time just to 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 talk about this verse and 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 what this means for us, or what tangibly or practically that looks like. And then take a minute as you close out your morning together, just to just to invite God to come and and do what only He can do. So. Love you guys. Thanks for sinking in together and yeah, take some time on this verse together in rooms and uh, enjoy some time sort of closing out in prayer.